Okay, so welcome to the Pickup Korea podcast. And today I have a special guest who just finished the immersion program. We're doing a little bit of extra training together these days as well. And uh, he goes by the name of Viking. So uh, can you introduce yourself to the audience and a little bit about your background, a little bit about your experience in dating prior to starting this immersion program and everything? Yeah, cool. Thanks for having me. So essentially, I've been doing this program with you for probably a month now. I was living over in, in Hong Kong. And I would say in terms of my experience with dating, like I did have a reasonable amount of success between the age of like 17 to 20, but it was mostly from social circles. So I was throwing like a lot of events, club parties, things of that nature. And then what I found was when I went to university, I couldn't rely on that. And I'd never really done cold approach or anything like this. So it was a completely like alien thing to me. And I remember binging on a lot of content, predominantly like London day game model, that kind of stuff for a really long time. And then I started giving it a try over in Hong Kong. And I just found that it just, it did not work for me. So long story short, I did have some success during high school. And then I had like a long period after that where it was really kind of sporadic and I wanted to give this like direct approach thing a try so okay really cool um so yeah you've been in Hong Kong for a while and everything and this is your first time here in Korea and uh I remember we hopped on a Skype call before you came here and uh you know I've been to Hong Kong once and everything but uh there certainly are a lot of differences I mean Asia and the West are much different but then even Hong Kong and Korea have a lot of differences right and so uh maybe it'd be cool if you can share some different experiences just with the local culture girls how they react maybe English levels and like what you expected you know things along those lines right yeah yeah that's a good question I think one thing that really stands out is the level of English so the English standard here in Korea is way lower than, than even Hong Kong. And I always found it funny because in Hong Kong, you'll get girls who speak pretty good English compared to the girls here. And they'll always be like excusing their, their language ability and stuff. Whereas here in Korea, most of the time, especially the girls I'm approaching, uh, they speak like practically no English at all. I think one advantage of that is that it's really forced me to, to focus on nonverbals and a lot of things like that. I know that we'll talk about that in more detail later. But I would say aside from that, the girls here are way hotter than, than in Hong Kong. It's like it's night and day. So to the extent that I actually I want to uh, move out here, that's if that's not an endorsement of, of the girls here, I don't know what is. So I think those are the two main differences. I also think... It's really cool because Seoul is like three times bigger than Hong Kong. Um, I would say, like culturally speaking, I would say that there are a lot of similarities. Although I think that being a foreigner in Korea is definitely more of something that's kind of alien compared to in, to in Hong Kong. Because Hong Kong is way more cosmopolitan. So I think those are the main differences, really. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Definitely, I remember when I was in Hong Kong, 
just walking around in like the central area yeah, and yeah, what's yeah. it called like Simsa Chui or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that it's and easy. it's just like you got to search high and low to find like an attractive <laughs> girl whereas here I told you right. we hop out right in front of your Airbnb you're like within five minutes you yeah. see more than a week in Hong Kong or yeah, something exactly, right? exactly. so yeah that's definitely a uh, true endorsement right there <laughs> so <laughs> how about uh, I remember you mentioned that you had taken a uh, boot camp and everything yeah. out in London and yeah. that's like a, another big day game hub right yep and so, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Maybe you could share the differences, like what was it like gaming there versus here? And, uh, you know, just the differences, because we talked about Hong Kong and Korea. Mm. Maybe London and Korea or the West and Korea. Mm, okay. All right, that's a cool question. I think London is way more cosmopolitan, but the number of hot girls, or I guess the ratio of hot girls, is a lot better in Korea. Maybe that's just my personal preference, but I find that it's way easier to find girls I want to approach in Korea compared to, to London. Aside from that, I would say that it's probably harder in Korea, not just because of the, the language issue, but also because of various cultural factors and things of that nature. I would say that you get fewer girls that are, that are reserved and, and shy in, in London compared to to korea so those are definitely a couple factors however i would say that you probably get more like false positives in london where girls will like give numbers and things like that but they aren't genuinely as interested i personally actually prefer it when you get um like an immediate blowout where you know like from a pretty early stage like here in korea where you'll know pretty much immediately if she's not interested she'll just blow you out i actually prefer that because it saves time you don't spend like a bunch of, of time like texting someone who's not going to meet up, things of that nature. So I think those are probably like the main differences between uh, Korea and London. And I definitely prefer Korea, not just because there are harder girls, but also because actually getting those blowouts quickly, it actually saves you time. I think for a lot of, for a lot of guys, they, it's view, yeah, it's pragmatic. They might view it as a negative thing, but actually, I mean, do you want to be wasting a bunch of time texting someone who's not going to meet up? I personally don't want to, so, right, yeah. Right, right. And definitely in the West, they're more likely that a lot of girls will just be friendly and yeah. they're just being polite. Oh, well, right. I have a boyfriend. And they'll, right. But they'll chat you up for 10 minutes, yeah, yeah. right? They like the attention yeah. or, you know, maybe they have a boy. Oh, I have a boyfriend. Whereas in Korea, a lot of the times they'll just blow you off. They won't even look at you or, oh, no, no, no. Or, right, right. you know, you get things yeah. like this. Right? Yeah. So definitely much different in that regard, right? Um, okay, so uh, we just finished this immersion program which was four weeks, uh, eight sessions, and we've done, you know, a couple uh, extra sessions since then. And so what would you say is the major difference between, like, the program I'm doing, the sort of long-term immersion, and uh, the shorter boot camp programs? You did one, I think, prior, and then you also did some, like, online uh, coaching, right? So uh, maybe you can share, compare, contrast, right, the differences. Yeah, absolutely. The first thing I'll say about that is... I think if you want to get into this, you need to be serious. You can't be uh, a tourist in relation to this. What I noticed is doing a short-term thing, it's not sufficient to really instill the shifts that are necessary. Unless you happen to be coming from this as a complete natural, which I think is quite rare. Because why would you be doing an immersion if you're, uh, if you're a natural, right? And the majority of guys are not, even if they have had success in the past i think it's probably because of circumstances or luck or whatever the case may be whereas if you want to really get good at it 
and you want uh, a system that's going to reliably generate the kind of results that you want, you need to be doing a longer term thing to really instill those those shifts. Because it's not just the the outer game, but it's also like the inner game, um, the way that you are stopping, but then also carrying the conversation, body language, tonality, the topics that you talk about, running a date properly, all these different things. I think too many guys have this idea that you just go on dates and then that's it. Whereas I think, yeah, actually thinking about it as... The goal is like the number, but then there's every... Yeah, right. And there's so much after the number. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I think viewing it in that way is is actually good. And it might not come naturally to think of like going about a date in an optimal way. Viewing a date in that way is probably not like very common. Most people, guys just think, oh, I got a date. I'm going to just go on the date. And they don't think about like, well, actually, how am I going to make this date fun for the both of us? How am I going to lead? What am, Where am I going to take the girl? Things like that. So there's actually... A whole lot to this and I feel like just doing a short-term thing is just definitely not sufficient especially if you're working on like overcoming all these like mental obstacles and hurdles and things of that nature so I think that's probably the main difference I think if you really want to get good at it you need to be serious and you need to do like a longer-term thing you can't just do like some haphazard shorter thing and then expect that to yield the kind of results that you want yeah, exactly. That's why I tell people is like a boot camp can be good because it might get your feet in the door. You might get over some approach anxiety. You just keep following up long term. But a lot of the adjustments you're going to be you're going to make long term, you need I mean, either you have to be extremely self uh, reflective and able to see yourself in these sets and able to analyze what's going, you know, what's going right, what's going wrong over the long term, which could take a really, really long time. Like in my case, it took years, right? Or you can take a program with me or somebody, you know, who offers something like this, and uh, they're able to see exactly what you're doing right, exactly what you're doing wrong. They're able to instill the right mindsets, overcome thought loops, uh, things that are holding you back, and then to sort of chip away the bad habits and sort of instill the right habits, right? And so, yeah, I'm curious, like, you've taken coaching with these other guys and everything. What, what was the difference in, co- I mean, not just the length of the coaching, but like, were there different things that we worked on, like habits or mindsets that were completely different from, you know, some guys are just, they only teach these routines and cam lines. And my style, I try to adjust to the client himself and to see what mindsets are holding him back, exactly what behaviors he keeps doing over and over again to sort of, um, you know, eventually unwire those and then to wire in the right behaviors, the right mindsets, which now I see you displaying very well. Whereas like a month ago, it looks like a day and night, like a whole different person really. Right. So maybe you can share some on the, uh, experiencing coaching in that regard. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a good thing about, about the program is that we were able to identify the main sticking points all the way from the initial approach to actually having the girl at my place and various things that I was, I was doing wrong there. So I think first off was having like the guidance and the input in terms of what different mistakes were being made. I think that was the first thing. And in my case, I was used to a way more direct style of game and that is really not very optimal here. So in relation to the actual like approach itself, 
what was very beneficial for me was learning about like how to do things in a way more optimal manner. And there was like a number of things I just was not aware of. And once you were able to kind of point out those different flaws and mistakes were being made, I noticed that the, the results were, were way different. So like another thing that I really liked about the coaching was viewing it in a more holistic manner. So when I was initially doing this, like the, the blueprint was to kind of go to, um, particular streets and just go about, uh, cold approach like on busy streets and then that was pretty much it whereas I, I like the fact that we were going to like uh, bookstores and uh, train stations and just all over the place and having a more holistic view of of cold approach and then also like just kind of commenting on things in the environment so that kind of ties into doing things in a holistic way rather than just going to a street doing these like very, very direct approaches, which don't really work as well, especially in a place like Korea. So I think having like a fundamental shift in terms of how I view this activity and viewing it in a more kind of creative, spontaneous and natural way and not viewing it in like a very rigid way. I think that like that was definitely a big difference between um, a lot of the coaching. I think that's more geared towards um, western countries uh, versus what we were doing i know a lot of coaches in the west will emphasize like a certain blueprint for how to go about doing cold approach and i did try to do that in hong kong and i found out that that just is not the optimal way to do this so i think being more creative uh, being more flexible and fluid and also learning how to calibrate to um, the girl and thinking about like how she views the situation. I think that was one thing I got out of our program, which I found very beneficial, was viewing it in that way, like thinking, well, she's probably feeling a lot of pressure like in the middle of the street here. Why don't we move her over here, have the conversation, uh, sharing more about yourself, things of that nature. I know that the London Day Game model and a lot of the coaches in, in London um, I think they don't necessarily focus on that as much. It's more like making observations about the girl and everything. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. But then what I liked about the work that we did was thinking consciously about like sharing things with the girl you're talking about so she actually knows about you. And it's not just this random um, approach by some stranger, basically. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, we went to different environments. And I think it's ridiculous when guys or coaches are telling you to do the exact same thing in totally different situations right. and totally different cultures. It's just not, right. it's not how things work, right? It's not, you know, yeah. it's like even if you're in sales or you're doing, it could be anything, basketball or you're shooting pool. It's like, are you going to do the same shot every time and the same approach? Like, no, you need to analyze the situation, figure out what's optimal and go in, right? I mean, why, why would this area be any different, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially social yeah. dynamics, right? Yeah. Okay, so cool. Um, a big part of the game, especially when you're doing a long-term thing, is uh, there's a lot of these highs and lows, right? It's a the game is a it's a I describe it almost like a psychedelic journey of yourself. Like you go through these like good trips, bad trips, self-discovery. You're extremely you know you're in this ecstatic state, big highs and then lows when things don't work out or when your expectations are not met or whatever. So um, yeah, it'd be cool if you can share maybe some of the highs and lows and 
Um, I remember for me personally, there was like nights I couldn't sleep when I had these like epiphanies and realizations or I was riding these crazy highs, like just pulled a super hot girl same day off the street. This has never happened before. Right, or, right. or like, uh, yeah, have a racing model at home. Like what the fuck saw her on TV. Now right. she's right here. Like yeah, yeah. it doesn't really, you know, sometimes it takes a while for your, the emotions to catch up after your behaviors and your mindsets maybe shifted a little bit, but then you don't emotionally feel right. it's like, well, it's not congruent yet or m- right. maybe even mentally congruent. So yeah, maybe these like highs and lows, you can share some of this and yeah. some major uh, mental or emotional shifts, things along those lines. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, I had the exact same. Like I had nights where I had a real hard time sleeping and I definitely experienced a lot of extreme highs and extreme lows. So if for me, it felt like an emotional roller coaster. Um, some of the biggest highs for me, well, I think the first thing was just realizing that I can actually reliably bring girls back to my place and share like amazing experiences with them and sleeping together after having known each other for like two or three hours. I think that was like the main thing for me. So like uh, there was one girl who ended up coming to my place and I'm still seeing her actually. And that was from just an initial approach. I met her at 7.30 p.m. on a Sunday. And then, you know, we grabbed drinks together. And then I brought her back to my place. And she ended up staying over. And we had a really cool time together. She didn't speak much English. She was very shy when I approached her. Um, But that was a big highlight to me. Because, number one, I realized that this was even possible. That Just completely sober meeting someone 7.30 p.m. on a very regular Sunday in the middle of Corona. <laughs> a girl doesn't speak much English. In the middle of winter. In the middle of winter. Minus eight degrees maybe or something, right? Exactly, yeah. So realizing that that was even possible. And then around a week later, I, I met this girl. I, I had a first date with this girl who spoke zero English. She spoke practically no English whatsoever. Very, very cute girl. Definitely my type. She was 23, studying music. Uh, I was very, very uh, into that experience. That was awesome. And she, like I said, she spoke zero English. I took her out on the date. We were using like Google Translate back and forth. That was a really cool experience as well. That was definitely a big high because that was like a date I had never had before. It was like a completely different experience because I, I had to focus on like the nonverbal communication But I think it was really cool as well because she had actually never even been out of Korea before. So she had never even traveled out of Korea. So this was like, for me, I felt like I was in some sort of movie. I felt like it was like um, New World with uh, Colin Farrell where he arrives in in North America and he's having this experience of like Pocahontas. That's what it felt like with this girl. I felt like I had this like Korean Pocahontas or something because she was uh, totally cute and we had to rely on this like completely different way of communicating. So that was definitely a big high. For me, I was really into that kind of like exotic experience. We had a really cool day. Then I took her to the wine bar. Uh, it was really cool getting to know her. And then she, um, and then we, we slept together. And I'm still, I'm still talking to her a little bit. I don't know if I'll see her again, but that was definitely a big high. Because she, she was definitely my type, had a really cool energy. And it was just unlike most dates I'd had. And then also reinforcing the fact that this is even possible. And I think what happened was these different experiences kind of compounded. And it just reinforced the idea that I can, number one, go out, use this method or, yeah, this skill set 
to reliably pick up girls that I'm genuinely very interested in. And, and you can probably uh, corroborate the fact that I'm very picky. So these girls that I end up do coming out on, on dates with, I'm genuinely very, very into them. And I have just, when I have the experiences with them, it's just, it's fucking amazing. So those were definitely two really, really big highs. And I guess related to that, another big high from this whole experience was, yeah, just the realization that it's possible. Because I remember when I first started looking into this and was just kind of consuming content, I wasn't entirely sold on it. I wasn't sure that it could reliably work and that it was something that, that was for real. I know that there are certain guys out there who I, I was aware of. They were like hiring like models and doing different things like that. And I was aware of that and I'm naturally very skeptical. So there was a part of me that wasn't sure that this was legit. And I think after this experience, that um, doubt was completely erased from my mind. And I knew more importantly that I could reliably do this. And at that point, it felt like all of the effort was totally worth it. So that was another big high for me. Another big high for me was getting over a lot of the, a lot of the nerves. So when I first started the program, I had a lot of anxiety related to different things. And this was something that I really had to fight um, from an inner game standpoint. And doing a lot of this, uh, this work helped me get over these issues. And that actually bled into other areas of my life as well. So a big high from doing all this was the fact that by going on all these dates, by doing all these approaches and doing it properly and getting results out of it, it boosted my self-confidence and then that spilled over into other areas. So from an inner game standpoint, that was another um, big high for me. So I had a lot of, of highs from this. And yeah, that made it really hard to sleep some nights for sure. I, I think that in terms of the, the biggest lows, I think one thing that I found particularly hard for me personally was like the ghosting. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, I didn't care as much about blowouts and things like that. I found that kind of funny. That didn't actually bother me as much. Like I said before, what bothered me was like the ghosting. And I think that really came down to the fact that it was like, well, I had this date. I thought it went well. Like I thought we enjoyed our time together. And then she just drops off the face of the earth. And I think one thing that really helped me was just realizing that this is actually very common and that it's nothing to take personally. And it's still something that does bother me a little bit, although it doesn't bother me that much anymore because I know more importantly, I can go out. I can put in the effort you and then, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Now you have regs, now you have a pipeline, now you have new dates every day rolling. So then it's like one ghost thing. It doesn't really affect you like it did when you were in scarcity, when it's like, can I get another day? Do I even have a reg? You know, it's a different experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that's a really good point because I have a, a regular at the moment and then I, I have another girl that I recently slept with who I may or may not see again. This is the one who spoke zero English. And then I have a new date tomorrow and then on Wednesday and then maybe on Thursday. And then, I, like you said, I can always go out. And now I know if I put in a certain amount of effort, I can reliably get a girl who I'm really interested in and, and share that experience together. So I think having the knowledge that you can actually go out and you can get new prospects and opportunities definitely mitigates that a lot. And it makes it 
a lot easier to deal with like the ghosting and stuff so yeah i think that that was probably the the biggest low okay cool all right so yeah definitely uh <clears throat> i told you prior that like in korea one thing that it's in my ebook and the courses and podcasts i've done is like the really attractive girls especially right it's like you have one shot either there on the street or you have them at your apartment and if it doesn't really go down there there is a chance you'll see them again it's just very minuscule it's like five percent or you know you know so you experienced that and you, you were like no nah, maybe there's another way to do it or maybe they're going to come out and then you just realize like no it's not how it is in a big fast right, city of right. 20 million and yeah. a girl of a certain attractiveness level right, it's right, like right, right. It just doesn't work that way right yeah. so the best way to really capitalize is getting better at game yeah having a good mindset about this having abundance meeting a bunch of girls and then actually being able to work it out on the date and then having regs after that and then having a full funnel, right? Rather than this one specific girl and what's the trick to yeah. get her out when she's just not going to come out again, you know? Yeah. Just the wrong mindset, the wrong focus, right? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> one thing I think is interesting is that with your two recent, now you have this reg, and that was the same day lay, mm -hmm. your first ever same day lay. Mm -hmm. Very attractive, I think 21 years old, was that right? Uh, just turned 21. Yeah, yeah, just turned 21, very pearly white skin, mm -hmm. shiny hair, big eyes, uh, very cute, very a type that Korean guys would like. And uh, a little bit of English, but not that much. But as I mentioned, I, we were actually coaching that day. And uh, I saw some things you were doing, told you to stop that. And then we worked on a bunch of different habits that just kind of all synced up during that, uh, that specific same day lay, right? So uh, why do you think that? I told you, like, that definitely wouldn't have happened even two or three weeks ago, right? right. And so what, do, what were some, like, for sure, for sure. So what are some like major changes you made that, that might actually help even the listeners, right? Like maybe they're having these experience. Oh, I had a date and I didn't know what to do or I messed up here. I don't know what's going on. Right. So, yeah. What are like some major changes maybe in your previous date and then the same day lay that like finally things came together. Right. So, yeah. All right. That's a great question. So I think number one, and I think a lot of guys out there who consume pickup content and things like that can benefit from this. And that is one thing that I really liked about the work we did together was you put a good focus on like just being chill, being nonchalant, not being reactive. And then also more importantly, not putting too much pressure on the girl. I know like I see a lot of comments and um, advice out there in, in the pickup sphere that it's just so bad, especially with East Asian girls in terms of escalating and building all this sexual pressure like from the get-go even from the initial approach but then also on the date and one big shift that enabled this to actually happen was the fact that i wasn't putting all that pressure on the girl and i was being way more chill and not freaking her out basically but with all this pressure and i know a lot of guys out there and, and myself probably included would probably be trying to escalate too quickly would maybe be using like sexual innuendos and things like that and i know for a fact that that just would not have have worked you know, and touchy -feely yeah touchy-feely yeah exactly alluding to it talking about it things like that yeah especially the touchy-feely stuff so that's number one and i know a lot of a lot of guys actually a lot of coaches out there encourage you to do that and from my experience that has never never gone down well on the when you're at the first venue or when you're approaching her initially so that was number one and then related to that the super direct way this girl was very shy and the way i approached her which was very different from how i would have approached her before 
was I came in from the side and I didn't scare her by doing like a super direct full-on approach that would have drawn a lot of attention and then I made like um, a funny observation she was wearing like this very white uh, pullover so I, I said she looked like a snowman and she found that funny so that added a little bit of humor and then we had a little conversation and a back and forth and I moved her to the side as well so that we weren't like right in the middle of the street one thing which I used to do a lot when I was doing the really full-on direct London day game model was I would do like a full-on approach from uh, from the front and like right in the middle of the street and then just stop and be talking to the girl full-on face-to-face and I found that that really was suboptimal so moving the girl to the side is definitely a big thing making her feel comfortable not going in with way too much intent starting off from a low point and going to a high point i really like the way that you put that in perspective because i think that's a great way of viewing it from like a macro view just thinking always like you're trying to start low and then build up and that makes a lot of sense and i think that the way i was doing it in the past was like starting out high with like all this energy coming in with full intent and then it kind of it can only go down from that, right? So I think these were a lot of things. Also, speaking more slowly, um, again, not putting too much pressure on the girl. So like commenting on things in the environment, not only focusing on the girl. I think these were really great things that um, that we focused on, which enabled this to go down. Right, not leering yeah. at her the whole set. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Remember initially, you just like stare at them. Right, like, right. It was like you weren't well, like there. tiger, tiger like, eyes, yeah. <laughs> you even have thoughts that you, you know right. it's like yeah. just, <laughs> right 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 too too much intent yeah yeah it reminded me of those uh, you ever go to like a like san francisco or london they have those guys that are like the silver guys and they're just like <laughs> right right the like, like, a statue a right or, like, right it just has a stare the whole time right blinks, yeah right but it is a person right exactly person, yeah. exactly yeah yeah <laughs> exactly so i think it's definitely good i think some guys probably on the other end of the spectrum sure. where they're not doing enough of that but for me i was doing way too much of that and especially in in east asia that is just it kills it i think it blows up um the sets so that was definitely something that that we worked on and then in terms of the other girl who spoke zero english i think there in that case like speaking very slowly working a lot on like sub communications body language things of that nature those were definitely um some things we worked on which which enabled that to go down so sure, yeah sure. There's some other stuff like escalation stuff, but we don't need to get into that here. It's, uh, it's not the time and place for that, you know. So uh, anyways, uh, yeah, what about, uh, you know, we recently finished this program and everything. Got dates lined up this week with really, uh, that's one thing. You're very picky and all the girls that are coming out are like really, really attractive. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, definitely not the, uh, it's not Slag City, right? So, uh, <laughs> so what are your uh, current goals? Um, and maybe some final thoughts where, you know, where you want to go from here, what do you want to work on from here? And, you know, maybe discuss that. That's a great question. So I think number one is I really, really want to build up a lot of resilience in terms of my inner game. So what I mean by that is I want to really ride out this whole process and really see how good I can get. So I think it would be tempting at this point to maybe get like a couple regs, and then just kind of settle for that and then be comfortable and then maybe get like a long-term girlfriend or whatever. But I don't, yeah, right, exactly. I, I don't really want to do that at this stage. I want to uh, really get good at this. I think too many guys are passive and, and casual about this area of their lives. 
And I think that's all well and good. Like if you meet a girl that you're really into, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me personally, I want to really get good at it and just know in the back of my mind that if things didn't work out with a particular girl for whatever reason, I could reliably come out and then just make things happen. Um, yeah, by snapping my fingers and putting in the effort. So I think that's number one. And then, yeah, just knowing that I have the skill set down and that I've really learned how to do it as best as I can. I think that's number one. Number two is I, I really want to um, have a lot of different experiences with different girls. One thing I notice is that the girls are completely different from each other. Even though I, I might have a particular type, I really like girls who are in their early 20s. Um, but even though they have the same culture, they're the same age roughly, I notice that they all have very different personalities, very different vibes. Each date is completely different. And I think that that's really cool. So every date is like a complete toss up, like no date uh, feels the same. When I was coming into this, I kind of thought like, uh, you know, after a while, I'm probably going to get like kind of bored with these dates and they're going to feel routine. That was not the case at all. So I think I, I really want to experience a lot of, yeah, I want to have a lot of cool experiences with these with these different girls. And I think, yeah, being able to to master this skill set and then just reliably go out and have dates with these different girls is something that I want to take full advantage of over the long term so i think those are my my main goals yeah yeah you're definitely a very dedicated kind of guy and um yeah definitely i see a lot of clients that i work with and they get to maybe your point and then they settle down with like a reg or two and then what happens is uh <laughs> this happens almost every time is you know six months later or a year later or whatever they break up and then they're back to they're rusty and they you know they were just at the point they're making massive progress and then they retired there. Right, you know, it's right. like your business just started taking right, off. So, yeah. you you know, we're finally making profit. We're finally making sales. <laughs> I can finally pay the rent, right? Yeah. And then it's like, I'm just going to quit here and be comfortable and right, then right. have a rent paid. But then fucking your business. And then another guy opens up a business next to you. Yeah, and then your right. shit flops. And then now you're back to, <laughs> goddamn, now I'm back to right. fucking the gutter, you know? Right. So it's, uh, yeah, I think it is important. It's very tempting to stop here, I would say. Yeah. But then... It is very important to keep it up. And you can, the thing is, you can still be, you can still have regs and dates and girlfriends. You can still have girls around, but you want to keep sharp. You want to keep yeah. the blade sharp. And that way, later on down the line, when you do get in a situation where, yeah, maybe you do want to settle down or maybe you do have like a couple girls you're seeing or one girl maybe. Um, that way, if things don't work out, yeah. you're not back to square one. You right. can just, you know, maybe it'll take a few days to get back in the yeah. flow or a day or a week or whatever, but it's not going to be not going to have to come take another immersion program after that and go out for another, you know, 30 days just to get back to where you previously were because I've yeah, seen yeah, that happen exactly. before as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, maybe uh, – so you said you're heading out and then what's your plan for the rest of the year? Might move back to Korea. What are you thinking from here on to? Yeah, so like I said in the, in the beginning, I think I realized after being here for about a week that I wanted to, to move to Korea which is pretty funny because before I came to Korea, I was like a little bit skeptical. Like Ryan had obviously talked about um, the number of hot girls here and everything. Well, it's kind of like, okay, let's, let's wait and see. And then I remember when I came through the airport, I was like already noticing that like the number of hot girls just in the airport during Corona was higher than <laughs> Hong Kong on some days with like peak volume. So I think in terms of my, my goals, I want to move to Korea. 
uh, hopefully in the first half of the year, definitely. And I want to learn Korean. And then I know that we're going to be working together. Um, uh, this is not the last time we'll be working together. So we're going to keep it up. And like I said, I really want to get good at this skill set. And I think another thing which was really cool, this was definitely another high for me, was just realizing the potential, like what's possible. And I think uh, you definitely opened up that perspective because you show me like the different girls that that you're meeting and dating. And these are like, you know, eights and nines. These are girls I would really like to be meeting up with. And I am very selective. I am very picky. I, I don't want to go on a date unless I am genuinely attracted to the girl. And you show me a lot of girls that are just really, really high in terms of like nines and models and uh, salon girls and things of that nature. And I think realizing that that's attainable, that if you are dedicated, if you are serious, and if you're persistent and you can manage those like internal uh, mental challenges and get over that, that those experiences are, are waiting for you, that you can actually reliably go make that happen. So that was definitely a big thing for me, realizing that that's even possible. Aside from the same day lays, aside from uh, pulling it off with girls who speak zero English, realizing that you can also go out and pull it off with girls who are like nines and models and things like that. Once that, once I realized that and that you can do that just through acquiring the skill set, that it's within your power. I think a lot of guys, it's, it's yeah, it's possibility. That for me did it like there was something that yeah. like that sent like a bolt of lightning <laughs> through my soul like <laughs> you know what i mean because i think way too many guys they're complacent and they think well you know it's all height and it's looks and you know or it's fame or whatever they create all these excuses which uh, and society's um social conditioning that's what exactly I mean. yeah which is like functions as an excuse for why they don't need to take action right. and for me knowing that if i a put in the work and then just keep doing it and I'm persistent, then those things are, are a possibility. I think that was that was a major high for me and that's something that's going to influence uh, my life from now on, really. Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, I step out of the door and I just see, most guys, they step out of the door, they see taxi, bus, going to work, have to get my coffee, <laughs> going to Daiso or whatever, right? For me, I see like, oh, it's like a matrix of unlimited... Yeah. It's like uh, stepping out of my house. I, I compare it to like every day I walk out of my house, I feel like I'm stepping onto the ocean and there's the waves. And I see, oh, there's a sick wave over there. I might ride that yeah, one yeah, out. Exactly. Oh, it's it's going to be epic, right, right? right? Whereas most people, they walk out, they're groggy. What's it? Groggy. Yeah. Oh, the weather. Oh, it's cold. Oh, you know, they're in this like, I just got to get to work and get home and yeah. uh, Netflix and then fucking YouTube, whatever. I don't know what these people are doing, to be honest. It seems like that's what most people are doing. Yeah, so, exactly. um, yeah, you definitely you're one of the uh, up and coming guys. You have dedication. So looking forward to uh, even more progress and more uh, potential later on this year as well. Yeah, right? absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah. All right. It's a good metaphor with the, with the matrix. Yeah, yeah, it is like that. Anyways, all right. So I guess we should sign out here. Sure. But uh, maybe later on down the line, and I'm sure the listeners will be looking forward to hearing your progress yeah, later yeah, on. And because, you know, there's uh, so much potential there when you just keep it up. So, uh, yeah, probably do a round two later. And until next time.